Okay, check it, please. A photographer with an eye for beauty. Okay, great. Let's do one more. <laughs> nice looking lady. Your wife? Yes. Why'd you ask? A man of wealth who lives through books. Charles knows everything. Got a question to ask him. I seem to retain all these facts, but putting them to any useful purpose is another matter. Each the essence of the civilized man. Well, Charles, we're going on an impromptu adventure. You come too. All that money, never knowing what people value you for. And I think your wife's pretty cute too. So, how are you planning to kill me? Hold on! <laughs> But when civilization disappears... Why do we even think they'll come looking for us? Our friend's a billionaire. You know what happens when you misplace one? All they have is each other to rely on. Most people lost in the wilds they die of shame because they didn't do the one thing which would have saved their lives. Thinking. Their will to survive. And the question... Why would I want to kill you, Charles? Why would I want to do that? For my wife. ...of where the greatest danger lies. Saved my life. Well, I couldn't kill you with Steven around. I'd have to kill him too, and he's the only one that knows how I like my coffee. that covers the entire James Bond phenomenon from Fleming to film and everything in between. <laughs> it gives me a little frisson every time I say it. I know it also gives me frissons. I'm you know who my heroes in life is? No. Ron Burgundy, Anchorman. You know what gives me frissons? Bears. <laughs> Why bears? They're man-killing machines. <laughs> They have no soul. They have no soul. It's very fortunate because uh, we're doing a slight detour uh, in the Fleming uh, universe mm. of, um, you know, Bond. Yeah, Bondian I, th I think universe. we're doing something. I will explain ourselves, and it's it's more your baby than mine. But I will just take a moment to say we are probably doing something that none of our listeners would expect us to do. Like it's a detour of <laughs> somebody. And I think some listeners might be like, you're doing a detour about that person? Yes, we are. <laughs> and it's a person that has a bad rap in, you know, not only 
the Bond community, but also I feel in film in general mm. these days. Mm. Uh, it's somebody mm. who hasn't made, I think, a movie since 2000-something. I, 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 I think his last movie was a movie with the Ice Cube, just to give you a hint. Nice. Uh, we're doing a director detour. We are doing a director detour. And we're talking about one of my favorite movies. Mm -hmm. And I oh. consider myself a person that of taste. Of Unquestionable. <laughs> Thank you. Of also intelligence, you know. Uh, I, I, you know, I think I'm I, I'm able to pick a movie that has value, uh, art-wise, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, for various types of reason. And um, we are doing a, a detour uh, from. Uh, whew, Drum roll, please. Dire than the day's director Lee Tamahori. Exactly. Back in the day when he made. Good movies. <laughs> Good movies. No, it's, it's weird because I'm familiar with his Bond movie, Diane the Day, of course. And I think I've seen two or three of his films, Max. Mm, me too. Uh, I, he does, like, past the second Triple X movie, I don't think he's made anything since. I know he he's made got something some... with, uh, speaking of detours and in betweens, he made something with Dominic Cooper, where Dominic Cooper plays Saddam Hussein's double. The double, uh, yeah, but oh, that's it wasn't a bit more recent. Super well received. Like it was apparently, it's f I haven't seen it. Just for the record, apparently it's okay. Like but, it's a great concept, but apparently it's just okay. Hey, okay is fine when you're talking about uh, triple X, whatever the whatever. The yeah. State of the Union. Oh my God, I remembered that. It just popped in my brain right now. Well, wow. you are smart. So. Oh yes, I, I and you I, do I, watch good movies. I do watch taste. good movies. I have a good memory, um, and. Uh, the, the movie we're going to discuss is a favorite of mine. Uh, back when I was young, uh, my parents used to rent movies, but all types of movies, not only kid-friendly movies, mm. but, you know, yep. movies that sometimes had more mature themes than, mm. you know, you would normally... I don't think my parents did it on purpose. I thought they... Uh, I, think, I think they thought we had the intelligence or at least the... the if anything would confuse us or scared us mm. we would just deal not, with it yeah not watch them for i saw uh, uh, the fisher king when it was brand new on vhs and that's a dark movie and you know disturbing images at time and i was very young when i saw that mm. um and you know the movie we're gonna talk about is something we watch as a family because uh, my mother was still around when when, mm. when I was I saw that it doesn't mm. influence my passion for that movie. It's it's uh, 1997's The Edge mm -hmm. with Alec Baldwin and Anthony Hopkins. One of uh, Timothy Dalton's uh, favorite films, since he likes to uh, be a man that lives on the edge. <laughs> <laughs> it's. Oh, God, it evokes so many emotions, memories in, uh, from my personal life. Uh, you know, I, I think I've mentioned in this uh, on the show that I used to be, as a child, a mm -hmm. kid, a mm -hmm. teenager, even a Boy Scout. Mm -hmm. And I think you know, in the music episode we were yeah. mentioning. I've, I've taken multiple trips in sort of remote regions of, of Quebec. You almost uh, got lost once. Yeah, and yeah almost yeah. got lost in the woods once for a second, but I've seen barren landscape that you know not many people have seen. Uh, you know, it, it was 
one of the, I really like my Boy Scout days. I, I really connected uh, with nature as a child, and uh, and you know, I the friends I made, uh, I had for you know, so I have a lifelong friends that I mm. met through the Boy Scouts, mm. uh, still to this day. Um, so I. I've affinity with that. I've liked the per the lead character. I really relate to the, the strangely. I feel like I relate to the Charles Morse uh, character uh, that Anthony Hopkins plays. Uh, I feel like some of the plot elements are like the human drama feels genuine. And uh, if nothing, there's a big freaking bear, fuckishing bear in that movie. If you're, not, if only for that, you need to watch that movie. The Edge is a fantastic movie for tons of things. We're going to talk about them, but I just wanted to tell the audience that <laughs> I freaking love this movie. It might be my favorite movie of all time. You know, there's big statement. A, that's a big statement. There, there are other movies that I like, and it might not be the most competent and cleverly written but there are some there's like david mamet wrote the script for that that was surprising when that name came up on the credits i was like what okay. and it's it's uh, it sounds uh, a little bit like it too sounds a little bit like oh it. in the dialogue it's yeah. definitely mamet yeah. uh, but you know it's it's a movie that i, I know had a messy production i, I have stories that i've heard Please. through the grapevine but uh before we do so <clears throat> Yeah, I watched it last night, but I was drinking heavily, so I don't remember anything. Your memory just like, yeah. yeah. And so I, I let me bring up my little synopsis. So, 1997's The Edge. Anthony Hopkins plays billionaire Charles Morse, a middle-aged man who has everything: wealth, intelligence, a beautiful wife. But somehow, his life feels incomplete. On the eve of his birthday, he's accompanied by his wife Mickey, played by Elle McPherson. Photographer Bob Green, played by Alec Baldwin, and his assistant Stephen, played by Harold Perino, to a remote Alaskan lodge. After a night of celebrating his birthday, the group awakens to find Green dissatisfied with his photo shoot. Noticing the features of a, the, a picture of a local hunter, Green decides to track down the man and asks Morse to join him in, and Stephen in their adventure. But the chase is cut short when a flock of birds causes the plane the group is flying on to crash. Now, with limited means of survival, Morse and his eidetic memory are the only thing to keep the group alive and find their way out of the forest. Unbeknown to, to them, a large Kodiak bear picked up their scents and starts to hunt down the group. <laughs> he's the slasher of our movie. Yeah, he, he is the Jason Voorhees of this uh, this story. After Stephen succumbs to the animal, the situation becomes more unbearable. <laughs> For Charles and Bob, as tensions between them seem to threaten their alliance, but eventually Morse rallies Bob to make a stand and kill that mother effigy. Feckishing bear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because what one man can do, another one can. The men finally kill their predator. But the duo isn't out of the woods yet. Charles' suspicion that Bob had an affair with his wife uh, is confirmed when he discovers proof of their relationship. Now driven by his passion for Mickey, Bob, att Bob attempts to, uh, makes an attempt on Charles' life, but fails as he plummets into a bear trap 
civilly injuring himself. Mm. Charles then attempts to bring the injured man back to civilization, but fortunately, Bob expires just as the helicopter arrives. Now, back at the lodge, an exhausted Morse is asked by journalists what happened to his friends. Morse responds that they died saving him. Thus ends 1997's The Edge. Mm-hmm. I was on the edge of my seat last night. Let me ask you, <laughs> since, since you hadn't seen this movie... I as, had, but it almost doesn't count. Like, since probably in the early early 2000s, late 90s, um, you know, I, I've seen that movie now countless, like, legit... Really? So this is... Okay, the, the, sure. it's, it's a movie I rarely watch. I never get bothered, nice. bar, bar, bored by it. I just... It's... I find it's aesthetically pleasing. I like the characters. I like the premise of man against nature. Does it but feel like ben- a nice, good, how would I say, a nice warm bear hug? <laughs> yes, yes. It just, uh, it's, 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 it's just feels, uh, you know, it, it, somebody could just call this a Jaws ripoff to a degree. But I find there's so much heart and with an animal human- that's a thriller is a Jaws ripoff. Yeah, I mean, exactly. But humanity and man against man, menace against nature, men, man against himself, everything. Like there's so much drama and conflict in mm. that story that mm. it, it it would work just as a play. Thereby, you know, the, they, David Mappet, Mappet. <laughs> David Muppet, David Muppet, uh, David Mamet having written this. This book, this story makes a lot of sense when you you, mm. you see all the tension that's built in the cake of this uh, this film, and for some reason it was not that well received. It, it, it was sort of me, not mediocre, but sort of like lukewarm, lukewarm. Mm. Uh, and I, it's I feel the best movie Lee Timahori directed. I feel like we haven't seen all of his movies. But yeah, but the, like I've seen the parts of the one he won the Academy Award for, and I, I, it was too dry and depressing for me. Uh, it's you know, it, it just like it, it's not a story that I liked because it's just too dark. It's what did he? Uh, uh, Once we were warriors, it's about right, right, like the Aboriginal uh, in, community. Uh, New Zealand, I yeah, think, right. and and sort of like there's a lot of like inc- like. Rape and suicide. Mm. It's really like okay. not pleasant. It doesn't it's, have to be pleasant to be. I clear, know, but but, uh, but uh, it it's 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 too dark. It it might be better. Some people might say that. Oh no, it's. A, but as a story that I enjoy being told, that's a story I, I I like watching. The edge is connects with me on a more personal like i said my my background makes mm. it and my personality makes it so that i relate not only to the characters the environment the situation uh everything about this this movie speaks to me on a very personal level for some reason well i think uh i'm not going to pretend that i know you you know inside and out but we have been friend for close to four years at this point you know, we're at the tail end of summer 2021 yeah. we met at the tail end of, of summer 2017, I feel that among the many things you gravitate towards are movies that deal with, with nature. I, I just At the time of this recording, I know this is going to date the episode, we just released your episode uh, oh, yes. uh, with Emery about my octopus teacher. Uh, and now we're doing, and I sort of provided a list of potential director detours, and, you know, all perfectly fine movies that we could have talked about. And you came back with the edge like your gut went to the edge so i think it feels like that's you do among many other types of movies i feel you tend to 
gravitate towards those uh, it's when it's man in grand M, cap uppercase M, man in nature versus or nature in or, or dealing or, with or living in or whatever the case yeah, is. I, I, you, know? I, you know, it takes me out of my urban. Like I love the urban environment. I'm, I, I'm, I'm somebody who lived in the suburbs almost of his childhood, and I started living in sort of more. Uh, metropolitan uh, environment mm. I loved it but mm. you know as a kid who used to live in the suburbs the nature was a little bit closer mm-hmm. my mm. family comes from uh, the, the, on my coat of arms there's a chicken because all my my family comes from people uh, who worked the ground uh, they were uh, agri- agricultural agricultural yeah uh, they're sort of farmers that's that's my lineage. I came from hey, come from on, uh, your co- on your coat of arms is a chicken, but don't dare don't dare anybody it's think not the chicken, are not brave. It's a cook. Uh, it's a okay. That's interesting. Didn't see what, that what's, what's a, in, in, a rooster? It's a rooster. It's a it's not a chicken. It's a rooster. I'm editing the word rooster out. <laughs> no, uh, you know. So, so that's it's it's it it yeah. I do connect to nature. Uh, and, you know, as a kid, my parents drove me, my brother and my sister throughout most of Quebec during our vacation, parts of Ontario. And we didn't stay in hotels. We were camping out mm, all right, the time. Right, right. Yeah, I've difference. visited multiple national parks. It's something that comes to me. Like I was in the Boy Scouts. We mm. always did mm. camps. Uh, I slept outside. I slept. There was this one time uh, back when I was a, a kid, we... Uh, so one of the, I, the activities we did was we went on um, the the Cheneau River, where you, it's known in Quebec for the, the ice fishing. Right. Um, we went there. We built our tent sort of on the the the, the, the sort of the river itself, but it's frozen. Right. And That's we made a tent. We put a tent in the middle of winter, but we have a little oven. Right to keep the warm, of course, the, the tent warm, and nobody expected us to like our, our sort of council never expected us to keep the the, the uh, sort of the the oven, not the oven, the 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 the, the, the furnace, the furnace running the entire night, but they weren't counting on this guy because I was forget it for I the was, for the listeners. Matthew's pointing towards himself. <laughs> I kept putting wood in that thing and. You know, I was—I don't know if I was reading stuff, but I kept myself awake for most of the evening. And there was a kid that said he'd uh, eventually take over uh, for 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 me. Eventually, like I stayed up for hours yeah. upon hours, and I kept that furnace like the metal mm. was red; mm. it was generating heat. Nice. Eventually, I couldn't stand. I, I put the the other kid uh, to work on the furnace. Eventually, he fell asleep. The the, the furnace was dying when I. I, I've awoken, uh, but I so I went back and restarted oh, yeah? the fire. Good. It right. never went out. So uh, I, it's, it's all those type of things I remember from childhood. That's why I'm oh, good stories. Good stories. I have so many stories from my Boy Scout, Boy Scout days. But I want to talk about the characters that I 
Also, How are these Boy Scouts doing? I like <laughs> not good. I, you know, I, I love the <laughs> actors. I love Anthony Hopkins. I love Alec Baldwin. This movie has a, a reputation. They made a, another movie based on the account stories of the making of this movie yeah. with uh, Robert De Niro. Yeah. Whatever happened, I haven't watched that, but I like. There's a, apparently a famous story that Alec Baldwin grew a beard to shoot this movie. I wouldn't shave it off. Uh, and had to be sort of forced into shaving his beard. And when you watch the movie, it makes... A little inconsistent. Do you think it's a little inconsistent? Well, they, they stay in the... I Anthony fo- Hopkins' beard is a little inconsistent. Yeah, they, all, they, they both, yeah, but it, it's, so they probably have stages like day one, day two. So they stay, what, a week in the woods? I don't know. Certainly. Okay, I, I, I would have to count the days because I think it's, it's something that's fairly uh, easy. But I feel, like, I feel like they stay at least a week in the woods. Uh, but eventually I think there might be a couple of days when they killed, oh my God, they killed the bear. When they killed the bear, I think they might have, you know, taken the time because, you know, when you see the pelt, they, they, no, they don't shave obviously, but you see the pelts of the, because uh, 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 they wear the, the skin mm. of the bear. It feels like it's, <laughs> it's really like they, they removed all the movie. It feels like it's a well-taken piece of fur. It's a beautiful, beautiful coat. It's a beautiful, beautiful coat. Um, that might have taken them a few days, and also they had a giant piece of meat that they could cook. So you, you, yeah. if you're starving, uh, the way they must have been, and there's oh, you have a beer to eat, I, I would take my time and eat the okay. beer. You, you want you want me to tell you something? I, I, you know, this, the, the secret's been out of the out of the bag for a while. I'm, I'm a ve- I'm a vegetarian. I have been for for a few years at this point. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be very straight with you, Matthew. When the movie cut to that uh cooking piece of 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 bear i was like damn straight you eat that you eat that you work for that (laughs) you earned it oh yeah it's just (laughs) it's just yes especially after all they've endured with that effing bear just that monster of a bear apparently he is the monster of the movie oh he he is he's the jason voorhees and he shows up the music tell you like it's like the music starts breathing mm. the music stops and the way it's presented in the movie it's like it's like the entire forest st- like mm. reacts to the presence of the beer and like they're, they're always listen mm. there's nothing around eventually you start hearing the yeah. <laughs> just and the music yeah. sort of works with that sound and it becomes overpowering and you can see him he's terrifying he is He's not yogi bear at no, all no no not it's not yogi it's not boo boo uh and what's interesting and this goes to the film's you know cinematography and the editing and the mise-en-scene as as uh, the sophisticated people like to say is that because it's a forest because there's foliage uh, because there are bushes and tree trunks big thick tree trunks it, it's dif- it's difficult as large as a bear is, and as large as this bear is, um, it's difficult to see something like that from afar. So every time the bear is in their presence, it's kind of like at the last second. Yeah. But it makes sense because they're in a forest, so you can't see far out when you're in a forest. Yeah, so no, they do. There are shots where, like, I think it's the one where they're, you know, unfortunately... Um, the other dude is dead by this time. It's just uh, Alec Baldwin and, and Anthony Hopkins, and they have their their spears, and the camera sort of pans a little bit, 
And then whoop, the bear just appears like that kind of not, I didn't jump out of my seat, but I was like, oh, shoot. But that makes sense because it's a forest like as big as a bear is, you're still not going to see it from far away. You can hear it, but it's, it's a just, visual. It's a good visual. Oh, cue. It's, he's a good he's a good movie monster. Like he's not a monster per se, but as a as a physical embodiment of uh, i don't know it feels like there's a lot more themes in that movie it feels like it's there's a lot of meta elements to not meta, meta. but in a sub, 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 subtext to that movie because there's multiple times where they ask uh, questions to anthony hopkins he seems to have the answers to everything mm. Look, mm. like i said eidetic memories he remembers everything mm. like he has answers to questions you're like how do you know that but yeah. the guy retains information like a sponge and he says you know he retains information but he can't necessarily put it in practice oh theoretical because i i think he's veering he's living a very posh life where it's mm. it he's not required to fight a bear uh, <laughs> with his bare hands uh, but he has the like you find out he has the knowledge to do but just if that. If he has to kill a bear, he knows exactly how to do yeah. it. <laughs> a mother fackishing bear. Yeah, yeah, and and we were we had uh, lunch before we started recording. We we uh, talked a little bit about the bear, and if we just want to bring that up a little bit, you know, there's a there's a soupçon of CGI in there. Uh, but for the most part, it, there's a real bear on, oh, I, I say on set, so to speak. It's filmed on location. Um, you know, there's a real bear on the, on the film set. And, and the editing is, uh, you you alluded to a very funny quote <laughs> from Alec Baldwin. but uh, It's Hopkins. Hopkins, excuse me. Uh, but the editing is absolutely e extraordinary. And there's something quite visceral about a bear. I think I was saying this off mic. Like, it doesn't... You can show me a bear, and it's like the most well-trained thing in the world. It when a bear stands up with its paws like this and opens its jaw, that is—I don't care if it's the cutest, most docile bear. From a visual perspective, that is absolutely terrifying. So you have this extraordinarily well-trained bear, and because of his nature, he freaking terrified me. <laughs> he is—he's scary, and there, there's something. Uh, you know, the what I'm saying is I'm racist against bears. <laughs> ah! He's a man killer. He's been following us the whole time. He's stalking us. But the uh, fight or flight response that people have, and there's also a third response that people can have, which is you freeze. And when you see that mass of meat mm. and fur and claws and paws standing up before you, there's something just awe-inspiring, mm. or mm. it just it, it just it it leaves you completely drained of. I'm I, I, you just fascinated it's just fascinating to look mm. at that it's good to know you have a hero oh that's cheering up are we regaining our impertinent feisty <laughs> demeanor it's eh? good of you to notice <laughs> those all tells me shall we
It happens to Anthony Hopkins, uh, no, not uh, Alec Baldwin's character, Bob Green. The, one of the first time he yeah. freezes in front of the bear, and the bear just like swaps at him, and so, yeah. that's when he uh, he gets part bit injured in yeah. the the final confrontation against the bear. And Anthony Hopkins has the same moment, but. He knows what to do, and he doesn't yeah. freeze like uh, the Alec Baldwin character. Yeah, yeah. it's um, it's an impressive. I, and I'm not just alluding to the the the, the bear of, of this film, whose whose name was Bart, for the record, Bart the Bear. That's 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 a real thing. But you know, just the the the, the animal, the bear, is is a very impressive beast. I mean, those things are massive, and one of the first things I, I find doesn't seem to matter what grade you're in what expert you're talking to i feel like one of the first things that always comes out of a textbook or 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 a teacher is you know don't think they're slow they can actually run really fast there's a moment that's one of the moments that i feel like is there's a lot of composing cgi and the the way they the the they use the um the lens to make bear look even bigger than probably is there's a couple of good tricks like lita mahari i mean and some of the directing of, of the actors also, like, he got great performances, yeah. I feel, from Hopkins and Alec Baldwin. And, I, you know, that the drama works in that movie as much as the, the bear attacks. Like, uh, we're going to talk a lot about the bear, but I want to also talk about the drama. But that shot where the bear's running towards the camera and mm. you see trees, like, being Yes, poop, yes, yes, poop, yes, yes, poop, yes, yes, yes. You know, I was I watched that with my dad. My dad, being uh, somebody who also enjoys nature, and uh, he, he goes wood. Uh, he's a hunter. Uh, no, um, fishing. No, chopping wood. Uh, bûcheron. Bûcheron. Yeah, wood. Woodchuck. Wood ch- Not a wood. How do you call a, bird. a, a bûcheron in the? Wood chopper. Uh, wood chopper. Uh, he chops wood uh, in his retirement. That's almost his hobby. Um, he saw that sequence. It's like that's impossible. That wood wouldn't break because it's it, it's okay. it's alive. That 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 like there's a lot of things that well, if has you want to knit. Ever seen a fifteen hundred pound bear run at full speed? Yeah, it, 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 he said uh-huh. it wouldn't do that. But I I said that you know there's there, there are more things in that movie that you can complain about that. But my dad still lo- loves that movie. But it's it's my dad brought his own perspective, which I found amusing. I, I found it a little bit cute, unexpected com- perspective. Yeah, <laughs> Just, but I feel like as uh, to create a threat and menace, and eventually use that broken wood to kill the mm. bear. That's what they used to make their lenses when they finally confront him. I well, since you know so much more about the movie than than me and its history and its production, one of the shots in the film. It is a very impressive shot, but one of the shots that made me think about a lot is the is the shot where we see the bear die. It's 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 a close up shot of his head, so he falls down and it's like it feels like he's exhaling his his last breath, and he just you know he's dead. He's and the eyes are open. Is that Bart the Bear? Is that CG? What is that? I know they have some animatronics, but I think it's probably... Animatronic? The, uh, it might be the animal being able to, to just play dead and being that good of an actor. It it I, I don't... I, I'm not going to say... That was freakishly realistic. It, it was. It, it was impressively... Like, if it's the bear, give him the Academy Award for Best Animal Performance. <laughs> Uh, posthumously because uh, he passed away you now years uh, years ago but it's 
it is it's a good impressive shot but i know i know there are some animatronics (laughs) in in that movie it's uh it might be one of them uh but probably the pause at one point they're probably didn't want the actors that close to the animal uh, but I feel like there are, there are some shots that they, they are in frame with a real pair. Uh, like, uh, it's impressive. I mean, to be fair, I did do a little bit of Wikipedia reading about Bart the Bear, and, and, and as crazy as this sounds, he was an actor. You know, they, he, they, he made movies. In fact, you were telling me that it's not even the first time Anthony Hopkins and this bear share the screen. So, you know, he it's, it certainly wasn't his first rodeo, and... Um, it's it's I'm still having trouble wrapping my head around how impressive that damn bear is in this movie. Just what they get him to do, and because it is mostly Bart the bear. Yes, there's some animatronics, and 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 yes, there's a soupçon of CGI, but but it's mostly Bart the bear. It's it's bewildering, actually. It's completely insane. <laughs> it, you know, people, it's. Unfortunately, it's a movie that I don't think they would make the same way today. I think the bear would be a CGI. They made wow. Call of the Wild and the... It's a CGI it's, dog. It, it's a CGI dog. It's mostly CGI. I, it's a shame because it's it's like watching... Like we, were, we talked about Jackie Chan earlier. Jackie Chan yeah. was his own like <laughs> effects company. Yeah. Uh, and today, you know, as much as... You know, I like the Marvel movies, but... Like uh, it's not very impro- it, it doesn't impress me to see Robert Downey Jr. isn't fighting Thanos in that scene. No, he's just, <laughs> there's barely anything real uh, when you watch that picture. So uh, I much rather watch Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin swinging poke a bear, poke a bear with, with sticks uh, than any Marvel atrocity. Um, it's just. Such a beautifully shot movie. Uh, the, the, the confrontation with the bear is the highlight of the picture. Well, confrontations, plural. Yeah, a but lot of them, man. The final the one. Is, of the, the fight. The fi- yeah, the 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 the, the, uh, the killing of the bear. Well, don't 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 feckish around with Hannibal Lecter. He's. I don't care if you're a bear. You're not winning that fight. <laughs> but at the heart of the movie, it's a man that is very insecure like the charles morris character you, you know he has all that mi- those millions of dollars mm. he always he's like, bored he, he's bored but also everyone's asking like everyone has their hands out and say oh <laughs> the guy at the lodge who wants uh, to not expand. even the guy at the lodge the first thing that happens in the movie when he walks off the his oh, plane right. there's a guy that's looking at uh, you, you don't you, it's sort of a joke you don't know what you, he's talking about it's like oh i wish i could have my hands on her like and that the Hopkins, who Who's 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 her? And for a, like for a moment, there's there's some distraction. This is the plane, and he, the, the the sort of the 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 plane mechanic looks at him and says, "What are you talking about?" And mm-hmm. Anthony Hopkins was looking at his wife, who's, yeah. who's much younger than he yeah. is. Like uh, I don't know, like a lot s- younger. Al McPherson, like she's in, what in her thirties, and he's fifties pushing sixty. Easily. I was. It was a little bit. Uh, oh, look, we don't we don't know their their backstories. It's it's not the type of movie where you need to know their backstories. But maybe one of those movies where I would have been. <laughs> and I was like, how did that happen? 
<laughs> you know, a lot of people, love is blind. You no, know, but a lot of people were were courted to play that part. Robert De Niro was one of them. Um, yeah, I don't remember the list, but the, the, De Niro is one of them because of its connection with the uh, other movie that sort of talks about the making of this movie. Uh, but they, they wanted an older man with a younger man, and I, 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 some pairing might have for the age difference work better. Right. But I feel. I don't know. I, 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 I believe in the. I still believe in the relationship. I think that character as. I wouldn't call him. He has such intelligence about. He comes so charming in a way. I I really like that character. He's unassuming as well. He doesn't boast about his intelligence. When they arrive at the lodge and the the owner's like, "I'll give you five bucks if you can." I doesn't talk like that, but I'll give you five dollars if you can guess the picture on the other side of this paddle and anthony hopkins's character charles uh charles provides the right answer he does it quickly but he picks up almost, the five dollars but very like joe like yeah <laughs> it's like thank you very but much even the way he gives the it's you know it's it's a, a bunny that's smoking a pipe but the way he delivers the answer it's it's almost like Yes, I know the answer, but like I'm not in the mood to boast here. It's just a bunny, you know. Why is it a bunny? Because you know, it's the. It, I felt that it's a it's a brief moment, but it, it informed us of the sort of type of person that he's Charles is. He's not arrogant. Is. No, he's not arrogant he's, at he's, all. The ironing board makes a good bench rest. No disrespect. Uh, I'm surprised you know what a bench rest is. Charles knows what everything is. Got a question? To ask him. Charles knows everything. Take a mighty accomplished man to claim that. I didn't claim it. I don't claim anything. Then you ask him. You see if I'm wrong. Bet you can stump him. Oh, bet you I can. I tell you what. I will give you five dollars. You can tell me what's on the other side of this blade. It's a rabbit smoking a pipe. Why in the world would that be, Charles? Uh, it's a symbol of the uh, Cree Indians. On one side, there's the panther. On the other, his prey, uh, the rabbit. Uh, he sits unafraid. He smokes his pipe. It's a traditional motif. Why is he unafraid? Because he's smarter than the panther. Huh. Sir, you impress me. Oh. Thank you. Amazing accomplishment. He's not flippant with his money. And look, he's partly bored, but also partly... He's middle-aged. Like it's, it's, The movie starts with his birthday, and that yeah. tells you something. It's somebody who's contemplating his life. And at mm. the end of the movie, he says, I'm going to start my life over. I'm, I'm going to restart my life. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's a man that's, you know, it's at crossroads. Yeah. What, what, what did I do with my life? What am I doing? And he's very insecure about, you know, his relationship with other people, mm. like E people. Always, it feels like they always want something from yeah. him. They're they're not. Doesn't really like he says. Doesn't really have friends. It's at, mm. at, at the end of the movie, there, there's a charming moment where it, uh, Alec Baldwin's already injured and says like, uh, well, he's asking in the Anthony Anthony why he's trying to save him, and, 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 and like eventually he asks uh, 
Hopkins. Uh, it's because uh, I'm I'm your only friend. You're I'm a, like an experiment for you. Yeah. And Hopkins says, "Yeah, I kind kind, yeah. kind of like that." Yeah, you do get that that sense that there there is a loneliness to the Charles character. And that that's through the performance. Like again, we we don't. It's the movie really begins and they've just landed in 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 Alaska. So it's not like we know these people very well. But through the performances and through their conversations, because obviously. Uh, Charles and um, what's our Baldwin's name in this uh, thing? Bob, Bob, Bob Green, Bob and and Chuck. You know they spent a long time in the woods, so there's a lot of back and forth between the two, and that's predominantly how we get to know who these two people are, and maybe what they, well, certainly what Bob thinks of Charles, maybe a little bit less of what Charles thinks of of Bob, except the suspicion that there might be a, an affair with his wife. Uh, but no, it's he is an interesting protagonist. He's an interesting protagonist, and it's it's um. I mean, how many performances has Anthony Hopkins given over the course of his career? I mean, hundreds. It's 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 tough to to pick one. And I'm, I'm not saying this is my favorite Anthony Hopkins performance, but I think it's it's one of the ones that um. You, I wouldn't have dinner with uh, Annabelle Lecter, but I would have dinner with. Uh, no, it's because you would be dinner uh, at Hannibal. <laughs> that's what. That's why I said that. <laughs> but you know, I would. I, I. I think I would have a good time mm. with the uh, Charles Morris character. I think mm. he's. He'd probably be a very fascinating person mm. to talk to, not only because of his uh, obvious intelligence, but also his view on life. Is is because mm. you know he's very. Uh, He's very sort of inward character. He's yeah. an introvert. Yes. Oh, yes. And the Attic Baldwin character is an extrovert. And there's a you know throughout there's there's a there's multiple element thematic elements that come back in the storyline. One of them is uh, people who may who, who die of shame yes. because they made all the wrong decisions mm. and they they they, they mm. think about all the things they could have done to not be in this situation. And if you look at the movie, everything that Alec Baldwin does put them, puts them further, further in danger. It starts with them. Wow, the idea of going to get the Jacko guy or whatever his name that's, is. That's I wonder. If that's the first thing. After that, the the sign that they had on the the door, like the, that said, "Oh, uh, gone fishing." Go. To, uh, went to that place. He took it. So, like, if they go to that place, they'll, they won't know where they, they were. Uh, when they're trying to start fire, he uses the flare. Yeah. When they're, they're uh, he's, he's asking people uh, for a watch so that he can point. Uh, he, he, he says that the watch mm. is broken, yeah. but it's not because yeah. it's, it has an, uh, an inscription from his wife that says that, you know, for, uh, all, the for, nights. for all the nights. Yeah. Uh, it, it's all these elements eventually, like, I, I, there's another element but it's all oh, mixed... trying to kill Charles is another one <laughs> yeah so that's the that's the final but it's all these little steps that puts them further and further into danger and if, like uh, when he uh, and when the Stephen character injures himself and bleeds uh, and Hamkin says bury that he didn't he just yeah. left it it's a rag of, it's yeah. a bloody rag and like that's when the bear shows Holds up because it picked up the scent. Despite the warning earlier in the movie, when they're still at the lodge and the manager's like, you know, don't leave any food. Even even if we're inside the lodge, don't leave any food lying about because we're having we have some bear issues. And it's just like Keep the, just the bear essentials. It, mm. It's 
it's a recurring element that comes back and it goes through the character of Bob. Bob is very impulsive. He doesn't think mm. much. And, you know, that's why I think, weirdly enough, let's just say he survived. I don't think, you know, I think they would still been friends even though one tried to kill the other. The other one's very ashamed of having done that mm. after the, the fact. And even when he did it, Well, he's a shame on his deathbed, to be fair. Yeah, you know, but I mean, even when he's about to try and do it, he's crying. He's trying to will himself by drinking to 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 kill mm. Charles. And I was thinking, uh, did 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 the Bob character intend to the entire time kill Charles? So when they crash, there's a moment when joke. I don't know if it's jokingly, but Charles turns back and says, "When are you planning to kill me?" And there's a moment of silence, and that's exactly. And I think the, if I did a trailer for that movie, I would have shown just the moments of tension between Charles mm. and, and, and Bob, yeah. hiding the fact there's a bear, hiding the fact there's a plane crash, and I make it feel like it's an intense drama. And I'm, it's such a left feel like the plane crashes, and whoa, it, yeah. it, it just whoa, it's it's it felt like a Tarantino moment. I I I, I, I would have hidden that in the commercials just mm. sell it as a drama as a cheaters uh, mm. don't sell it as men lost in the woods sell it on the drama yeah. a little bit i mean they look pretty haggard by the end of the movie so yeah it's but like, depending on the shots you yeah. use there there, there, mm. there 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 would be a way to to market that mommy uh without just the first five minutes at the lodge <laughs> Not, not exactly that, but there, there are moments they don't look as haggard. Uh, they just but. get get me a sandwich. Happy birthday! We appreciate you for your intelligence. Lee Tamahori's The Edge, <laughs> <laughs> written by David Mamet. <laughs> uh, it's a good question. Did he always intend to kill him? Um, <clears throat> I, 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 let's let's talk about that. I mean, I, I I like the movie a lot. I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's extremely well directed. I think the performances are very good. And I, when the movie ended, so something else I'll bring up. It's it's a detail. It's it's at the end of the episode. Uh, but uh, movie ended, and I was I was very satisfied. Um, there was a version of the film playing in my head late last night after I finished it where. Uh, Bob doesn't try to kill uh, Charles. Um, there was infidelity, so there's that tension. But he doesn't try to kill mm -hmm. him, and they both survive. And the movie ends like that. Well, this is going to be awkward for the rest of their professional lives, you know. The, I and I think one of the reasons why that version of the film was playing in my head, and I'm and I'm I'm an I'm an adept. Uh, an adept of, of the school of, you know, review the movie you got, not necessarily the movie you wanted. So to bring it back to the edge as it exists now, um, I was maybe a little bit eye-rolly when he points the gun at him. I was like, well, after all that, after so many intense moments that in, in I, I, I would think in real life, I've never been lost in the woods and I've never been chased by a bear. But I would think in real life it would kind of bring people together and, and that's, no, I'm really going to kill you now. I was like, I'm not sure I would have made that choice if I was the director. I think it would have been more interesting if it had become or if it had been 
a film about two people where there is this unspoken tension between them and now they're lost in the woods chased by a bear and you get you know you're working you're, you're on the edge we're good that's making too many jokes here but you're on the edge and you know in the heat of the moment oh they start talking about it now not only do we have, do i have to deal with a bear i have to deal with you too because nah, 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 nah. but at the end of the movie there's this awkward well we both made it out alive now we have to deal with this thing I couldn't, I couldn't help myself but have that movie play in my head. It, it just felt a little bit, it felt a little 90s Hollywood where it's like, yeah, there's it, more, it, you know. Charles. Ah! I don't think it'll work, Charles. It will work! No. It will work! What one man can do, another can do. You can't kill the bear, Charles. He's ahead of us all the time. It's like he's reading our minds. He's stalking us, for God's sakes! He... I'm not gonna die. No, I'm gonna kill the bear. Say it, I'm gonna kill the bear. Say it. I'm gonna kill the bear. Say it. I'm gonna kill the bear. Say it again! I'm gonna kill the bear. And again! I'm gonna kill the bear! Good! What one man can do, another can do! What one man can do, another can do! Say it again! What one man can do, another can do! And again! What one man can do, another can do! But it, it is a 90s Hollywood, but you know, I'm, I'm looking at, look at, look at it from Bob's perspective. Bob is, let's say, mid to late 40s. Hmm. Assuming he's closer in age to the L. McPherson ca character, hmm. Nikki. Obviously, they're an affair, hmm. but he's sort of, from his own point of view, he's probably thinking, seeing his life and seeing what he could have, hmm. and probably feels a lot closer to Mickey than Mickey feels to him. Like, that, 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 like she, 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 because she had, you know, the, the um, how, how, for our listeners who haven't seen the movie, how the Anthony Hopkins character finds out uh, that she's been cheating on him with Bob, uh, and is from her, it's it's kind of stupid, a little dumb, a little, a little dumb from her, like very sloppy. Like if you're gonna two cheat. extremely important messages addressed to two very important but different people written on the same piece of it's, paper. It's like writing letter, love letters to one girl and a breakup letter to another and on having the them page. mixed up. Or on the same page. No, on, on the same page. And right, but send, since you only have... And you made one photocopy, <laughs> so you send the same page to both people. Yeah, because they... At the of Kins... No, it's Mickey gives a knife... No, it's Bob that gives Bob's him the, gives the knife. So, so it's Bob gives him the the. So it's almost as <clears throat> my goodness, what's going on? It's like when the Charles character reads the note. It's like the knife is being twisted in him. Oh, I just so went it, there. It means Mickey paid for the knife and the watch that were both engraved, presumably. Or, hmm, hmm. That means like yeah, I would have to rethink what, but yeah. So he, he, uh, Bob gives a knife that's been inscribed. Uh, what what does the like for my? Uh, no, it's it's Mickey that gives the the knife because it says for my uh, lovely husband. And what the hell does Mickey give him? Because Mickey and Bob give him something. <laughs> I watched the movie last night. I don't remember. Oh, well, you're right, <laughs> Bob. Anyway, the 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 the, the Two things, uh, both men received things that were engraved by Mickey at the same time. And there's a note for for the the, the, the receipt for both right. uh, the watch. No, that's it. He got a watch from Mickey. 
Yeah. Okay. And uh, they got the, the a pocket watch, and, uh, and Bob, Bob a got a wristwatch. That's what they they both uh, they both got. And the knife is is something from Bob. Yeah. Um, I'm, what I'm, a dumb move to keep that piece of paper in the packaging dumb. of the knife. It, it's um it's convenience sake for the plot. Uh, it's very sloppy from 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 uh, the Mickey character. It makes you think that I was expecting more from Lee Tamahori. Frankly, I was expecting more. <laughs> and just that little you know, sloppy there, Lee. I, it's probably more David Mamet. But you know, it feels it's something somebody dumb would do. And you know, Mickey is a model. She's not shown to be like she's. She seems like a very lovable person, mm. but eventually, mm. uh, uh, the Alec Baldwin character talks about sniffing coke between uh, models' uh, breasts. Watermelons. <laughs> so I'm like, if he says something like that, it's possible that's something he did with the uh, the Mickey character. Mm. So I'm like, yeah, that's some somebody who does coke who has a line of coke between her breasts uh, would do uh, some sloppy um, <laughs> <laughs> would forget the note engraving the um, <laughs> mistake well, it's tough to remember things when you're on coke <laughs> so she she had both notes done at the same time both engraving done at the same time and gave I feel like she must you know, one of them is, I think both of them are German, but f- thanks for all, all the good night scenes, like a breakup. And the other one says, like, I think she generally likes, loves uh, Charles. She seems to. She, she seems to. She, she seems to. I think she, she had a fling, but I think Bob is really in love and sort of irrational, is sort of conflicted because he's really he, he wants a relationship with that mm. m- woman yeah. but he's jealous yeah. there's a lot of jealousy yeah. and sort of a little bit shame on his side because he feels speaking of he's gonna die of it uh but he, he's sort of uh, shame because he hasn't achieved much in life like he, mm. he like he feels that he doesn't have a legacy, doesn't have family, doesn't have children. All he has is memories of sniffing coke between the breasts of uh, models, <laughs> which I I can see why it would. It's not a rational choice, but he's not shown as a rational person. He's the 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 idiot mm. that left the piece of cloth with yeah. blood. He's very like in the moment. It's it's a good point. Look, the the movie is what it is, but. I just think there was maybe an opportunity to 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 have them, uh, but I mean, look, yeah, so, you know, having I, I, you know, it's uh, we'd, we'd have to have ask David Mamet why he wrote that movie. I, I, Bring him th- on there's the show. a malaise that you would have both surviving and it having. Been interesting. Yeah. It'd be interesting, but that's a, yeah. I like that's another movie. That's another the Edge Two. The Edge Two. The, re- yeah. the Bear Returns. Right, the Bear Returns. But uh, yeah, it's it's um. There is some very good, uh, and, and Alec Baldwin and, and Anthony Hopkins work very well. Oh, it's there are scenes together. Are, are, are I believe in those characters? Yeah. I'm sorry, we I, don't want to be a little too much uh, parano, but frankly, he's not in the movie much, and his character is a little sucky. He's uh, not, I, you know, I found him. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Uh, They're but, not gonna find us. And even I was like, "You're dying tomorrow." Right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I. I, I, I in situations like that, it's a, he's a believable character, and he's a character that you need early in the story to establish the threat. Because yeah. Alec Baldwin is—I wouldn't say unfazed, but he's not as like he's like eh, it's 
He's not as afraid as mm-hmm. uh, as as, as, as uh, the the Stephen character. Stephen is freaking out. He's never like he feels like somebody who's never seen a mm-hmm. forest in his life, and he's freaking out. Alec Baldwin has been around a little bit more. Is a bit more mature, really more experienced. Has been probably in shitty situation. He's freaked out, but not like. Also, he's very impulsive, so he finds quick solutions for his problems. I can't start a fire with uh, with matches. I'm just going to use yeah, one of the flares. Yeah. Uh, my friend injured himself. I'm supposed to uh, just drop the coat with blood on on, yeah. on it. He's very like in the moment, but not thinking further yeah. than five seconds in the future. Yeah. And Nathan Hopkins ha- is is a little bit more reliant on on his knowledge than his experience. That's why. Yeah. One has experience, the other has knowledge. Yeah. So it's what what's better, knowledge or experience? There's that battle, uh, the conflict, more conflict, yeah. more conflict. conflict. So we, we need conflict here. Give me more, more conflict. But in the in the middle, you you have the uh, the, the character that needs to be sort of suited. Like at one point, he has a, a stitch in his stomach, and he's like, "Oh, I have a stitch in the stomach." And Tina Pekins tells him that old Indian remedy that I, I've, I've always known to look for a piece of rock so that you can spit on mm. it. And, and it's something I used to do, but I this movie is filled yeah. with little Boy Scout tricks that <laughs> I love because of that. It's just like, I, I love that. 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 Like it's just homemade compass or a nature made compass you got uh, how to start a fire with ice oh i love that one that's pretty good they don't use it though they don't use or we don't see them use it no you don't honestly i don't know how reasonable that is because you would freeze your fingers holding a piece of ice long enough for it to create fire uh i i would love to see some you know somebody try it for real uh but you know it's it's one of those myth busters things mm, right. uh, but i love the, the these bits of knowledge that Anthony Hopkins character has every time and it just brings me back to my boy scout days Maasai boys in africa 11 years old they kill lions with spears how do we lure him 11 year old boys kill a lion did you know that indian boys used to run up to the bear and slap him Count coup on him as a test of manhood? No, 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 Charles. How are we going to lure him? Blood. Blood! But I love that... So how'd you kill the bear? Uh, by uh, <laughs> pushing it off a cliff. Now, it's my paw, bear paws. Uh, I, I, I ate the bucks. Well, you are... I mean, you're, you're pretty... Uh, Burly. Husky. Burly, exactly. You know, if I were a bear, I'm not sure I'd fight you. <laughs> you, you uh, yeah, I, I won't. I had another bear, an actual bear story uh, back in summer '99. Uh, no, is it summer '99? Anyway, we went. Uh, my my brother. It's after my mom passed away. We went on a camping trip. Uh, and eventually we went on this little ro- side road, just, you know, seeing things. I think, we're, I don't remember why, but eventually we came across a black bear in the middle of the road. And all of us were like, uh, we can't really turn around. We And my dad is a good enough driver that he was able to drive backwards. But yeah. it was one of the moments yeah. that you're like, oh my. Pretty intense. It's, well, the bear, to, to be honest, was just like, didn't mm. care about us. Might not like, be his first car either. Yeah, so, probably so. looking for berries more than people do. And then you know, I don't know. 
aggressive that, that, that black bears are compared to other but he you know, was not very interested mm. in the car never made moves against us but it's just seeing an animal like that in a while with no fences for a moment you get you you you're 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 you get tightened in certain parts of your anatomy yes yes that's, that's my my bear story uh, it's 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 bearable <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I, God, I love that movie. Like, well, there's there's some great. I mean, it's it's easy to say there are great shots. I mean, it was shot. It takes place in Alaska, but it was he was filming in, in Alberta, Canada, uh, which is a beautiful place. Um, so you now it's easy to say it's a good looking movie, but you know they they chose very interesting things to shoot at, and from interesting angles. And uh, I, I like the the the. Uh, sunset scenes when they're walking up the mountain and it's it's very good so oh, the landscapes are gorgeous yeah, and it's, the nature sounds it, it's it feels like the movie's taking a, a place like autumn late autumn early winter because i don't know right? they're so far up north i can't imagine that it gets super warm i'm sure they have a version of summer but i can't imagine that it's like super hot either but uh, I, I don't know. I, and there I are little moments. There, one of my favorite moments, because uh, early in the story, like there's tensions between Alec Baldwin and, uh, and Anthony Hopkins, and Anthony Hopkins just like sort of jokes about that, or makes a like doesn't take it seriously the tension. Um, but eventually, there's the first bear attack, and Anthony Hopkins falls into yeah. a stream and. Anthony Hopkins is very grateful to the Alec Baldwin character, yeah. and Alec Baldwin character sort of mo jokes about the the fact that he saved him, and you know, but Alec Anthony Hopkins really no no you're a yeah. really good guy and it's very genuine his affection towards uh, yeah. towards Bob and you're like no now knowing how the movie ends it's a little bit it's a little bit of odd I mean looking it's it's it's, it's sad because you, you, you kind of want their I, I like them as friends so did I which is why it became obvious about what was going to happen when they get to this cabin in the woods uh, I was like really is the, after all that I think that's that's like my honestly my only complaint about the movie I think it's a very good movie but that my, my one complaint is that like after all the, and it's that's after the like the Bart the Bear is dead. There's like mm -hmm. 20 minutes left in the movie. Like we're heading down the home stretch here, and then the movie does that. And I was sort of like, really? I feel like you need that. I think it's uh, if you had the. Do, you, do what's better the bit like it both would have been bittersweet, but I feel like it's sadder. If it, not sadder, but it's it's more poignant. That he died, and then there's a moment when he meets Mickey and he gives her Bob's watch. It's sort of say, saying, "I'm divorcing you." We're talking, my dad and I mm. were talking about that. I think I, th I don't think they're staying together after this. Mm. Unlikely. Unlikely. So I'm like, I, I think it's because uh, there's a lot of stuff unsaid, oh. but said in like you don't need. It says everything you need to say. That move, that's a baller move. You just. Just need you drop the wife that you you give the wife that you, the wife gave to you her her, her uh, not mistress what's the up the, the the feminine the masculine of uh, mistress or her lover lover yeah and the movie cuts to uh, I mean we don't see the cadaver but but uh, Bob's body which is wrapped up in 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 a blanket there it actually cuts to the body <laughs> yeah 
It's just like oh, just to emphasize the point. A little she, bit you have nothing. She doesn't have a husband. She doesn't have a lover. She's sort of she's lost both. Which you know, I I can appreciate that. You know, I I could come up with another counter argument saying, well, she's like not even close to being an important character in this movie. So like, what's the really the point of ending the movie but on that? But a lot but, of things uh, happen because yeah, of because her. of her. It's sort of one of those things. But we don't know her. I you know you can sort of see it both ways. But but again, it's it's really my only complaint. I mean, other than that, I think it's fantastic. It's it's. I mean, you said earlier that they don't really make movies like this anymore. Certainly not if. At the very minimum, if if animals are involved, you know they don't make movies like like this anymore. Uh, it's a beautiful looking movie. The the Jerry Goldsmith score. Oh my God, we didn't talk about the Jerry Goldsmith. It's a fantastic score. And I was telling you another thing we said before when we were having lunch. I swear to God, I know there was nobody in my home last night to to prove this, so I could be saying oh, whatever I, I want. You. But I swear to I swear to God. I was watching this movie, opening credits start, and I oh, this looks a beautiful place. I, I love how they shot this thing. Really good music. This kind of sounds like Jerry Goldsmith. <laughs> Two minutes later, music by Jerry Goldsmith. <laughs> Winning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of music that, like, the, the, the bear has his own theme, but there's also those grand landscape shots with the music swells up. Just like, oh, God. It's, it's, it's just, it's comfortable. You know, they some people have, have got, I've, guy movies that are about mafia or about very violent like there's violence but it's not it's mostly men against nature like it has a brief moment of a guy pointing a gun at, a, at another guy but hmm. it, it, it lasts for a second uh, this feels like a a guy movie like i i feel like it, it brings up i don't know Yeah. Do you think, uh, I, when Maybe I watch the movie, I think about two things: pine trees, because <laughs> I feel like this. I can smell the pine tree when I watch that movie, but also, mm. <laughs> I don't know what that was for. Um, probably, M. White saying, "Wrap it up." <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> but uh, it feels like a guy's movie as much as the Bond movie is a guy's movie. I feel this is also something that you know. Yeah, there's something very primal about the film, though. So, I, I think I see your point. I think I do. But I think the we'd have to do a poll for the ladies out there. Like, do do you enjoy this movie as well? But I think it's I, so survival. I think it's universal. Yeah. I think it's well enough. It's it's written well enough, and the characters are played by the actors well enough that it's universal. Mm. But I think I think guys' movies are also universal. It's they just that if they're guys, good, they should be. Yeah, if they're good, but it's just guys tend to like glorify violence. So it's often yeah. movies that are. Gangsters, or well, what's or, the opening line of Goodfellas where Ray Liotta says, I'm paraphrasing, but I don't think I'm far off. Everything since I was a little kid, I always wanted to be a gangster. Like, that's how the movie starts yeah. before three hours of violence ensues. <laughs> like the, the Ocean's Eleven are probably considered guy movies, at least the first one, but this feels like a guy movies with heart mm. and intelligence, yeah. and it, it feels to me like something that's above like. Your regular action movie. There's action, but nobody. There, there's not machine gun fire. It's yeah. it, it, like the the action yeah. is very plausible, even when they make the, they they make their their trap for the bears. Because one thing that always it doesn't annoy me, but eventually they have a lot of rope and mm. uh, they, they, for limited amount of time they build a lot of bear traps. Yeah. 
But you, when Anthony Hopkins is making his famous speech where he's sort of, <laughs> sort of yeah. trying to convince uh, Bob to to we're gonna kill ki- the bear, kill the bear, what one man can do, which is a line that I love. That it's my motto when people say oh, I can't do this or I can't do that. No, no, what one man, woman can do, another one man can. Yeah. It's words to live by. Yeah. Well, it's a good motto. It's a good motto to have, especially when you're. Being tracked down by a killer, Jason Voorhees bear. <laughs> But you see, Alec Baldwin's actually making making ropes with with it looks like the uh, racine um, uh, roots. Mm. Yeah, yeah, probably. I could so I'm like, okay, they, they they explain it yeah. in in the context of the movie. Uh, it's a lot of digging to get those roots, though. That's, yeah, that's, a lot, a lot of digging, and you no, know, I feels like the bear gave them a lot of time before attacking. <laughs> yeah, but you know, yeah, it's a great movie, so I'm not going to complain. How long have we been recording? Because it feels like I've 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 you know been rambling on and on. Hour five. An hour five. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's that's reasonable. Uh, you know what? I know we we only uh, briefly talked about Jerry Goldsmith, but I was saying there was something, and then I stopped myself. Is oh, I'll bring it up near the end of the episode. There, there's something I, I I do now that I have a very like ghetto cinema maison. Is um, what I what I like to do, and it's something oddly I don't do when I'm in the theater, which is when the film ends, just let the credits roll. It's usually the score of the movie playing, unless it's like a pop song or whatever. But but if it's the score of the film, uh, I kind of like to let it play. All these movies that I rent on Apple Movies and and this and that, I, I tend to just let it. I'll, I'll go up, I'll go to the bathroom, I'll do the dishes or whatever. But I'll let I'll let the movie run its full time on my mm-hmm. wall. So I get up. And it's the Jerry Goldsmith mo- uh, score. It's the, the the theme that I can't hum it for the life of me now. But it's the the theme we hear the most in the movie. Oh. It's very rousing. You said it's very rousing. Sweeping and yeah. Have you let the credits roll on the edge? Uh, yes, I think there's like, isn't there like a folk song at the end? No. The 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 piece as we've heard it throughout the movie ends. And then it starts again as a piano jazz version. Um. And I'm doing the dishes, going like, has the movie stopped? And like bounce like, no, the credits are still for whatever. Is it because they're from New York or something? It's I, the theme. If you listen to it, it's the it's the theme of the film, but it's a piano jazz version. I don't understand. It's good music, but I don't get it. When they they when they wish uh, when they're celebrating uh, uh, Charles' birthday, there's a piano in there. Stephen is playing piano. He's playing Happy Birthday though. <laughs> Huh. I mean, it's unexpected. You know, uh, th- this is the the piano. I, I've, I've listened to the, but uh, mind you, I was talking to my dad, my sister, uh, when the credits. So I, I knew, I noticed that something changed, but it's this movie's um, Marvel bit... uh, stinger. <laughs> Just well, let the credits play. It's worth it. <laughs> it's, it's honestly, it's, I, I don't have that score. I don't know if it's available on Spotify, but I need to get it. It's just jaw dropping. It's a shame that he's all Jerry Goldsmith's passed away. I, I would have loved to hear him do a Bond theme. Could I bring it back a little bit to, to Bond back in, at, at, the, at the end of the episode? Because to me, anyone that comp- I don't know what happened for to die under the day. People like it's seemingly a lot of 
directorial issues. Mm. But he's made good movies, like at least a couple of good movies before, uh, apparently since. But to me, that's that's a quality. Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely a quality. And I was, it's funny you mentioned that up. Uh, you you mentioned that. Excuse me, can't speak all of a sudden. I, I was thinking a little bit about that last night. You know, I, the movie ended, and I was like, oh, I'm I'm really excited to talk about it. I was I was when you presented that as a counterpoint in the chat room. I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. But when the movie ended, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm glad he brought that up as a counter. I'm I'm excited to record this movie uh, to record this episode tomorrow. And it got me thinking a little bit. And you know what? I think there are just some directors out there. Your Lee Tamahori's, your, uh, your Ryan Johnson's, you know. If you just let them do their own thing in their own little movie, they're actually really good storytellers. If you give them $300 million to make a blockbuster, they don't really know what to do. Some directors are just like that. And I think True. maybe Lee Timer Hori is just one of those guys. If he just makes, you know, I. He made what two or three uh, like blockbuster movies, and he apparently made... they're all. Well, we know one of them. Is, well, you know, of course, in our hearts, we we love Die Another Day, but you know, from the other viewpoint, it's yeah, it's borderline garbage. But I, well, um, why, why is it so? Is it? I mean, he's obviously a competent director. So is Ryan Johnson. Everybody hates Last Jedi. Yeah, so Two he, years later, he comes out with Knives Out. Everybody's reminded, oh, wait, no, he's a good director. Look at Knives Out. Yeah, it's a, I don't blame Ryan Johnson. I think it... The, maybe, I, is like it Lee, studio interference? Is it... Uh, maybe, you know, but... So, but I think interference? And I think Lee Taimahori is probably another one. Watch The Edge. Proof is in the pudding. The guy can make a good movie. He's won an Oscar. He's won an Oscar. Yeah. Yeah, okay, he made Die Another Day. He's also won an Oscar. And made the edge. And made the edge. So which is one of my favorite films. It just I, I I don't know if it's the material because there's nothing in Dire the Day that has anything that you can compare like performance wise. Halle Berry and Pierce Brosnan are not really characters in that movie. They're 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 just standby uh, until there's the next action sequence. Mm -hmm. uh, directing wise. Like there is weird speed where he's did he surround himself with idiots who couldn't support a more cohesive vision? Did he try to do something that was too not really in his wheelhouse? And he tried I to think that's the thing because uh, he's on the documentaries done back in the day when they were making the movie. He he's in those documentaries saying, well, you know, the Bond films are gonna have to realize that you know they got to be like edgy and all these new tech. It's like. That, look, man, that's what he thought. That's what he thought, and he made his his James Bond movie. It's 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 not the James Bond movie that a whole lot of people wanted, and and to this day, it's not the James Bond movie that a whole lot of people appreciate that much. Although it does have its charms, and we've already done like a three hour long episode about the movie, and we had good things to say about it. But in the no. grander scheme of things, it's not the one people appreciate very much. Even we don't appreciate it that much. I can think of a scene that has, you know, a soupçon of great directing and uh, not only cinematically, but also performance-wise. And it's funny because Rachel Grant did an interview with uh, David Zeritsky fairly yeah. recently mm. in, the, in the last year. Yeah. And that scene with the masseuse is yeah. a little bit... A little risque. A little bit risque, a little, risque. A little bit 
Because he's going up the skirt, though. Yeah, a little bit nasty. And there's some edge to that scene. Oh, good one. Good one. You know, obviously, I mean, something happened with that movie. And I used to blame him for a lot of issues of Diary But I think it's, it's you know, movies are... A collective piece of art and I think it, it, everyone failed the writers failed I think the producers failed yeah. I think the director failed uh, you know I, I, I even the actors failed I would blame put a, put the blame on everyone like uh, it's t- I, I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm very much an actor and actresses kind of guy so I'm very protective of actors and actresses um, I think they're not giving particular. I think it's a domino failure. Like one failure made the other yeah. failures. Like it, it just grew into this thing that it, 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 like the movie itself. At the end, when you watch Giant, it crushes on its own weight. Oh, for sure. Like for regardless sure. of your thoughts and feeling, I, I, I like Diana Day. Even I watch it now. All its flaws. Yes, so would I. <laughs> That's how crazy we are. <laughs> but it's it, it's a souffle that. It just crushed its own weight. Crushes it at the end. Mm. It's, it's it's too much, too much trying, too much to be hip, trying to be cool, trying to be this, trying to be that, and it just gets crushed by its own ambitions. Yeah, yeah. Unlike the edge, the edge, the, the edge is the proof that you know. To me, it restores my faith. I I wish. You know, I'm going to say something that's going to scare our listeners. I wish Lee Timori would be able to direct another Bond movie. But you think you, you think he, he might have learned his lessons and has he done another like movie? He, he, so like he tried with, but I would have to interview him and see if he'd be interested. But you know, the Edge is still my favorite movie. I would I would make it his vision. Say, other producers' vision. Let's make a movie. Movie. Let's make it about characters, about yeah. drama. You don't need a, a, a space laser. You just need a good story, mm. good characters, yeah. uh, solid action sequence. But you don't need a CGI uh, sk- sk- uh, kite, um, right? Sky, whatever, whatever, whatever para, 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 paragliding. Gliding, just yeah. you know, will we'll equip you. You know, will we'll work with you. Will create a storyline that supports mm. your vision. You that you're comfortable in doing. Uh, you don't. Well, yeah, I would think you mentioned support. He, 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 to be fair, he is, he has a solid foundation with a David Mamet script. Yes, that helps a lot. True. If you're if you're shooting a David Mamet script, a, a decent amount of the legwork has been done <laughs> for you. <laughs> there are some of the heavy lifting, but it's just still you, you could have you know somebody could have got, gotten the same script and. D- d- did it could have done a crappy Jaws ripoff? Mm. Uh, the, yeah. The, oh, for sure. The, the, this movie works on so many levels to me uh, that it, I don't want to imagine. Like it, it pains me almost to imagine. Like I like this movie. It's not. I, it's it's almost perfect. Like there's <laughs> there's very little I would change uh, uh. of that movie. That's why I'm like I'm like you're, I'm listening to your idea of like ah, they both survive. No, no. It 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 it. It's good that he dies. It leaves mm. you. Uh, oh, he's uh, an asshole. It turns out. So yeah, I guess he should. Die. <laughs> he's, 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 he's a guy. He's an egoist character. Yeah. Self-centered. 
it works for me. It it it, it makes you know, it just feels a little bit like the opposite of what I would have thought would have happened when you're under so much duress and and sure you may be hanging well, hanging out uh, with someone you have certain ideas about, but when you're those survival instincts kick in and they just killed eight and are now wearing a bear you know uh i would have thought that that would be the thing that uh, but look we got the movie that it is and i th- i think it's a great movie i'm very very happy you suggested it, and i was very happy to watch i hope it i hope you know what i hope or or i can sh- like or, or episode exposes this because it's not a movie that's on everyone's mind it's over 20 years old and and because it's because we're a James Bond podcast, let's be fair. If you play a show mm-hmm. or a call a spade a spade, we're a James Bond podcast, and we're doing a lead time of horror. Like you know, people are bristling already when we're going to release this on whatever Wednesday morning. Oh yeah, you know. So yeah, just give the movie a chance. Don't just take Diana Die Another Day out of your mind. If you really hated that much, okay. That you, if all of all the Bond movies, you certainly don't have to love that one. I agree with that, but just get it out of your mind and just watch The Edge. Let it, let it, uh, it's let it creep up on you. It's two actors that could either have been James Bond or a Bond villain, either point in their career. Yeah, yeah. Well, one, well, he's in con- he was in conversations for uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. Wasn't yes, he? which is funny because it's he, he yeah, even Goldeneye, as far as I remember. I that. The, the uh, Alec Bald- Alec, Alec Trevelyan was <laughs> gonna play behind by Alec Baldwin. Yeah, I almost made a. Little, <laughs> oops. Uh, uh, Trevelyan was. He's when you look at the age, he should be older. He should, he be, should be older. His yeah, parents yeah. is in World War Two. Like, what? He's he's he should be more like uh, the same age as uh, Anthony Hopkins. It mm. makes more sense. He was more meant to be a mentor, almost like an M for 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 the evil M for Bond. Evil M. Oh man. Yeah, uh, honestly, yeah, no, no, yeah, you know, I, honestly, I could probably find ways to ramble on and on about that movie because I really like it. I don't know if you noticed, I, I really like this this movie. It's really good. Uh, I, I, God, if you have any, just it's it's two great actors. It's a, mm. and I, I, for some reason that movie has a bad rap because it was a trouble. I don't it, know it, its it, reputation. It has a bad rap because of its troubled production for some reason. Uh, I think people back in the day just poo pooed that that movie because oh the bad rap. It, it was mm. a hard multiple sh- shoot of whatever. I so, imagine they're up there in northern Alberta. They yeah, have to use a. Alec Baldwin apparently was being a dick. I think he was divorcing King Basinger at the okay. time, so he might have had uh, his own issues. Right, right. at the time yeah. uh, but it's just it just god <laughs> they don't make them mo- movies like that anymore and when they do they don't put them in, in movie theaters it doesn't that's tra- true like it's, <laughs> it's POV and you know it, it, uh, that's a discussion Black, for another... Wi- Black Widow and Fast 9 need the more screens um, yeah. oh. to, to, it's, it's a movie that Probably cost peanuts compared to the latest Avengers movie. Oh, compared to the, I don't I don't know what the budget for this movie is, but I'm not uh, gonna Google it. But I'm sure it's it's, most well, it's of a little the, bit unfair to compare it to Avengers Endgame. Yeah, but it, you know, visually, I think it's more stunning. 
than, than Avengers Endgame. Well, it's stunning for a completely different reason. It's because they went out there, they brought all their equipment. I mean, speaking of troubled production, they have to fly all that equipment up there. You have to f- bring it up the mountain. That might and- be why Lita Malhari didn't made Diana the way you did. Cause a can I CGI of- most of this stuff? I can. Great. I don't have to go on set. <laughs> Good. They're building it for me at Pinewood. Sign me up. They're building it up in the computer. <laughs> Great. I don't have to. That might be a reason because yeah, it's, you know it's fortunate that it he should have gotten uh, that movie should have gotten better response when it was released. Uh, I mean, it's like some movies, just you know, it's 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 a little bit like Amistad. It's a, it's a Steven Spielberg movie about the slave trade. Why does nobody ever talk about that? Just, it's a court more courtroom drama for most of the nice. movie. It's not a. Huh. Nobody talks about it. It's a good Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah. A, it's a Steven Spielberg movie. It's a good movie. I haven't seen the, the BFG either, like a Spielberg is. I didn't see that either. I didn't see that either. Yeah. But, you know, oh, wait, wait. I'm getting a text. Shut the, the fuckish up. You're talking too much about The Edge. Really? Why it's a great movie. People should watch it. Has he seen it? Hashtag, do you have people everywhere? M white. Uh, yes. No, that's not the bear. The bear. The bear's daddy's not texting anymore. Okay, right. <laughs> uh, we do have people everywhere. Wouldn't you agree, Mr. White? Wouldn't you agree, Bart? Um, we're at www.thejamesbondcomplex.com, which also serves as the Tumblr account. Uh, we are hosted at anchor.fm. Which uh, f- for free, no less. I mean, not for z- zero dollar. Zero dollar. There are not many free things in this life. We're gonna take what we can get. Thank you, Anchor, our friends at Anchor. Um, we're also on YouTube. Search for the James Bond Complex. Subscribe and tickle us with the uh, thumbs up button. Um, we're on. I, I, I don't know where your thumb go- is going, but it. Uh, I guess it's a good place. I don't know. I'm going native today. Uh, we're on Facebook. Going back to nature. That's right, yeah. It's, it's to figure out where the wind is blowing. You warm up the thumb a little bit and you just... <laughs> Cut off. Facebook. Uh, Facebook. Uh, the James the, the Bond Complex. Uh, we post things and you can like the stuff. Uh, Twitter at the Bond Complex. The heart and the uh, rectangular... Uh, arrow that uh, you can um, repeat what we tweet and uh, we're on Instagram um, at the James Bond uh, complex we put pictures and you can uh, write words behind 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 them beneath them um, and you can send us um, not inter DMs DMs I said in to send us interest um, where are we Oh, Google Podcasts, Jesus. Spotify. Do you need a sheet next time? No, I think I need more food. Um, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. My my friends, my friends at Apple Podcasts. Uh, search for the James Bond Complex. Subscribe. Uh, write a review. FYI, we don't speak bear. So <laughs> ideally... Oh, no. But wait, wait. Oh, no, wait. <laughs> 
Wait, 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 I have to. That's my Chewbacca. Chewbacca. Let me ask you this. Yes. If we make, we being the filmmakers of this world, if we make a Star Wars, the edge in a galaxy far, far away a long time ago is like Chewbacca, Bart the Bear? No, it's a, it's a, what's the thing in the ice on the hot? Oh yeah, that thing. That's that's what's that, attracting. Okay. Me. They crash okay. on a hot. That's it's a much more barren environment. Oh, you feed yourself. Barren. Barren. There's there's not food. Mm. You can't you can't eat berries. So Star Wars version of the Edge is the. Can, 10 how, how many bounty hunters from the Empire Strike Strikes Back can you name? There's uh, the Mandalorian. Boba Fett. <laughs> no, I, I know that one. I was that one. I was I was doing that one on purpose. I legitimately know who Boba Fett is. That's fine. There's the dinosaur. There's the skinny robot. That's Bosk. That's IG88. Isn't there a pirate? There's a guy with sort of wrapping around his head. So there's the Muslim. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I wait. What's his? I don't remember that guy's name, but anyway, that does sounds the Empire Strikes Back detour. Yep. So, uh, as directed we t- by Irvin Kershner, so we did. It was worth talking about Empire Strikes Back. Uh, we'll do a real one. We'll do a real Irvin Kershner detour. Um, well, it's not, it's not really a detour. It's a James Bond movie. It's not a detour. He made a he made James a James Bond, Bond movie, movie. and yeah, there are so. James Bond actors in that movie. Yeah, it's not a detour. Well, it, it is. A, well, we did do Never Send Ever Again, to be fair. Yeah. It was a couple summers ago at this point. Oh, couple, we we could cover it. Of all the Star Wars movies, we could co- cover Empire Strikes Back. is the most logical Absolutely. choice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Bond director, Bond alumni. Uh, Robocop 2 alumni. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just as James Bond always returns, so too will the James Bond complex whatever Emery has next week whatever we have in two weeks from now sur ce toujours un plaisir et à la prochaine au revoir ciao belli don't arigato don't enjoy go get some okay I'm gonna learn Klingon just to say goodbye why not why not bro <laughs> do it do it do it bye bye ciao
You're goddamn right. Today, I'm gonna kill the motherfucker. 